0: Hey guys, welcome to Bo Nose Stuff. This is episode 37 with The Real Jeff Evans. Uh, we had a really great chat. Uh, was, this was the first time I really had a chance to, to have a deep conversation with Jeff, and uh, it was awesome. I can't wait for the next one. Um, we've chatted on some really cool stuff, and I hope you guys check out some of his work, uh, including the Flow product that we talk about, if that's something you want to get uh, just follow his links uh, on Instagram, The Real Jeff Evans and Serus Performance. Uh, check it out and enjoy the episode. Uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, especially if you get something out of it. Really helps us grow. Uh, leave a rating, review wherever you listen to podcasts. And lo and behold, here we go. Enjoy number 37 with The Real Jeff Evans. <laughs> All right, guys, we are live with The Real Jeff evans coming to us from melbourne florida not melbourne australia yeah, exactly <laughs> important to make that distinction and i'll just introduce him as possibly the strongest games athlete in crossfit history um possibly would you that's would you probably- take that title or would you say there's anyone uh, you know that's stronger than you
1: if you're looking at clean and jerk and snatch i'll say yes
0: what about front squats deadlifts uh, all the the big five i, I guess
1: yeah, I might, I might have the front squat, but back squat and deadlift might be Sam Dancer. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's my buddy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> strength. Imagine you two on a team, man. That would be right. that would be yeah. scary. What's,
1: what's funny? Quick story: we, when I played a uh, uh, college football at South Illinois. He played at Western, and we didn't mm. back then. And you know, we started working for Invictus back in the day, and and come to find out, we were playing against each other.
0: There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's funny. So you played four years college ball. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Southern Illinois on Full scholarship. I'm uh fr- originally from Fort Myers, Florida. Um, a lot of people don't know. I only I, I ran track like all of middle school and high school and uh I played freshman football, J V, missed my junior year, dislocated my shoulder when I was playing varsity at safety, which mm-hmm. I love playing that morning receiver. I switched mm-hmm. over and ended up getting a full ride. I had I was the best receiver in the area that year. Mm-hmm.
0: That's pretty it's pretty big in, in the state of Florida
1: yeah, yeah just running past people <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah you know. awesome yeah I, I would not have wanted to cover you I was a little corner in safety yeah. and uh, played one year of college ball but uh Wagner College in Staten Island small school but uh, yeah yeah I think I was not gonna make it so those who can do and those who cannot teach right so I was like I'm just gonna I'm gonna learn to help other people. Exactly. So anyway, uh, let's talk. Let's talk about what's going on in the world of the real Jeff Evans. Anyone following him on social media can see him uh, snatching and and jerking well over three hundred pounds every day. Right, just about every day.
1: Yeah, I, t- I try to keep it every day until my back falls apart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did want to ask you real quick about that. Is it? Uh, I, I I don't know if I saw or I missed. Uh, if you're following a specific program, are you? Is that like eighty percent for you every day? You're just trying to. Kind of grease yeah. the groove
1: well so I don't know if you're talking about the same day but that 300 snatch and 405 clean that I did that was kind of like a max day or a clean mm. uh, without belt I train a lot a uh, lot m- most of my days without belt because I want to build my core up mm-hmm. um, I see a lot of people rely on it too much and I've always believed that like you know you're not living life with with a belt
0: <laughs> I agree I so, agree
1: so uh, but yeah most days it's around that 75 to eighty percent just doing different complexes, stuff like that. And it's really on RPE. Like I, yeah. I, I kind of hate doing percentages and it messes with my head a lot. So if my body's beat up, 80% is a lot lighter that day, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: So Yeah. For those, for those listening might not be familiar. RPE is rate of perceived exertion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you go on the traditional like zero or six to 20 or you're going on the zero, zero to 10, Yeah, the, the kind of the, the more practical one, if you will. Yeah. And so when we're talking about maybe 80%, that's probably an eight out of 10, right? Or seven out of 10, where you feel like you can get a few more reps at exactly. the end of the set kind of thing. So for anyone not familiar with that, but yeah, I mean, again, if anyone goes on his Instagram, you'll see him, uh, what I'm, I'm referring to just every day, there's at least three or four red plates on whatever you're doing, whether it's jerks or cleans or, yeah. uh, yeah, it's impressive. It's impressive. <laughs> Trying to keep um, going
1: as long as I can. I'm I'm almost 33 now, so.
0: So old, man. You're so old. You're not even a master's athlete yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the- I guess the question is, yeah, is, are you doing it for your own, like, just to have fun with it? Or are you going to try to hit that master's bracket when you do get there in two years, assuming the CrossFit kind of season is is what it is? What's Dan, your so,
1: so I thought about, uh, like, timelines, looking at all the stuff I have going on with my main job, my family, um, serious performance. And next year makes more sense because I want to be able to condition my body the right way and not have to force a ton of volume and get injured. Mm-hmm. So I'll be getting ready for next year in the normal category. You know, I got a couple of years before. Okay. I definitely want to do masters um, just because a lot of the guys that I competed with when I went to the games mm-hmm. in 14 are in that category now or are about to be. Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool to, you know, get back up in there. And, and you see a lot of those old names.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now. All right. Well, uh, you mentioned it. Let's jump into your shirt there. Sirius, uh, like Sirius, as you just told me, uh, (laughs) Greek God, Greek God.
1: Yeah. It's a Greek God. It was, uh, uh, all white bull with golden horns. Mm -hmm. And, uh, my buddy, me and him, I was bouncing ideas off and, and you look at all the big brands like Nike, Apple, it's just one word. It's clean. Mm -hmm. And Nike is actually the God of victory. I think, um, the greek god of victory so mm-hmm, i looked mm-hmm. up found this and i was like you know that that'll be a cool logo so it kind of represents me like people see me on the you know competition floor like i'm like that bull version out there, <laughs> especially when the weights come around so yeah so it was it was uh you know a process to get it up and going but it, it it's been you know one of the best i almost a year ago it just started with a phone call which is crazy mm. but <clears throat> it's a legit business now
0: yeah uh, tell, yeah. tell us more, uh, you know, elevator pitch, what you guys do.
1: Gotcha. So I created the very first all-natural herbal, uh, sublingual uh, endurance or capacity pre-workout depending on who I'm talking to. But the product, most products are based on stimulating your central nervous system with a ton of caffeine, different chemicals, stuff like that. In my mind, you're doing that when you warm up. Mm-hmm. So why not focus on a product that focus on uh, a ton of blood flow, vasodilation, Regulate heart rate, blood pressure, things like that, and do it in a natural way without chemicals It's never been done. And I, I got it right. So, you know, I did a ton of testing. Um, last year, about six months before I even launched the product, sending a ton of samples out to athletes. They all gave me the same feedback. Breathing was better recovery in between intervals faster. Um, their splits on growing intervals going faster uh maintaining high heart rates and not falling apart like my my business partner she's 46 and uh she's able to hold 175 to 178 heart rates Hmm. yeah and and these are in the middle of the workouts and she's able to pump right through it so you know once i started getting that feedback i knew it was i had something special so i ended up doing a four-week trial over in orlando uh orlando at dexafit Mm -hmm. and basically did a baseline without flow i was off flow for 10 days I uh, did my baseline, and in four weeks, uh, just added flow once a day, and then a double dose on a repeat day on a four-week mark. And I had a 20% increase in VO2 and a 25% increase in capacity.
0: That's pretty major yeah, numbers. I've, I've
1: never <laughs> show that looking at VO2. So like that's why I'm super excited. We got more, at, like Adam uh, Caratini, he's mm-hmm. actually doing one right now for me. Oh, nice. Um, because I want different Does habits. that include
0: him like leaning out and doing whatever he's doing with his yep. leaning out, or that's separate?
1: No, no, no. That that's a part of his stuff. But okay. you know, I know every everyday people have different things going on. Like, you know, his training style is different than mine. Yeah. The different side, like he's six foot, but he's like 165, 170. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm
1: 215. So
0: I think uh, I think he's down to like three percent body fat right now. Yeah,
1: shredded. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah but just testing different athletes and i don't know if you know taylor stallings she's a power yeah. athlete down mm-hmm. here and, and i have her testing it as well because i just want people to see like it works for every type of athlete you right know? and not training any uh changing anything different in their training like i trained four days a week um i didn't really change much it was bodybuilding Olympic lifting cardio hmm. sessions and then my diet was you know subpar hydration same thing i had Two three glasses of wine a week so like the normal person and <laughs> right got those results which mind-blowing
0: yeah so. when you say the vo2 are you talking about did you do a proper like full-on mask and on yes. the treadmill
1: yep the normal treadmill test and like i said it's over at DexaFit fit orlando i let them we just paid them they
0: yeah
1: on me um it was at 41.6 was my base and then mm-hmm. i got up to 50.2 that's
0: pretty 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 good i think uh yeah. anyone not familiar with the numbers uh, I think like Lance Armstrong was in like the seventies and yeah, no, that's he, like,
1: I, he was, I think he was in the nineties.
0: Uh, all right. I believe yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think one of, yeah. Highest, yeah. one of the highest, one of the highest ever was like a hundred, you know, some of yeah. the endurance athletes. Yeah,
1: um, I mean, was I think 74. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah I mean, it, for anyone not familiar. Yeah. I mean that, the, 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 we can geek out on that, but the research <laughs> is pretty, pretty interesting. When I was, before I left New York city, two or three years ago, uh, the gym I was working in it was a very high end gym. We had VO two equipment there and we were running them. Yeah. Uh, so there was really interesting stuff we could look at and see. And, and, uh, you know, you could see how all the, everything changes and anaerobic, uh, thresholds and yeah. all that stuff too. So, yeah. um, did it have an effect on, on any of that other stuff or just, you know, yeah, obviously so that's a pretty significant change on VO two.
1: I know. So the anaerobic threshold, I don't know the exact numbers, but that increased as well. Um, the time to exhaustion went from 11 minutes, 10 seconds at my peak VO2 to 14 minutes. So actually almost three minutes of work work time to peak out. So I'll,
0: uh, again, I don't know which protocol you did, but for the listeners, I'll, I'll bring it back. So VO2 then, is a measure yeah. of your overall aerobic capacity is the best way, how well you bring in oxygen and push out carbon dioxide. And this is usually done on a treadmill. You can not do it on a bike or a, a rowing machine. Um, and basically, it's usually a graded test. So you, you keep increasing the speed until you get to a speed, and, and again, uh, for different levels of athlete, I don't know, did you go to like 6.0, 7.0 miles an hour? Um, I think it was actually 5.0. Okay, so yeah, the, I mean, yeah. I would imagine you're, you're we'll, we'll call you less of an endurance athlete. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. So, and then, but once you hit that, so you start at whatever it is, like walking speed, 3.0, Every whatever it is again, that's going to be set by the tester. So every 60 seconds or every 75 seconds, you're going to increase 3.0 to 4.0 to, until you get to that speed you're testing at. And then you're starting to increase the incline. And usually, again, it's 1% every uh, interval, right? Yeah, so yeah. I assume that's kind of what it was. So, anyway, just for anyone who is not super familiar with that. And again, it's, it's obviously going to increase the intensity gradually. And like you said, time to exhaustion, when do you? you know, collapse. Basically, that's exactly. what they're looking for. Um, back in the day, I, I think uh, in, in like the 80s, I forgot what movie it was. I think Kevin Costner was a bike racer or whatever and cyclist and they showed them testing their VO2 and mm-hmm. he was competing with a guy next to him and they had like the mattresses behind them. So they would just go until they collapse and just let go and fly back onto the mattress. Um, I don't I don't know if that's what you did, but. <laughs> no, I definitely didn't do that. I'm
1: not falling apart for that one.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so that's cool. VO2. I mean, it is. Uh, it's also for anyone interested. It's one of the, uh, not just great for performance, but it's actually been correlated as one of the best indicators of your longevity and how long you will live, your all cause yep. mortality. So um, if you can improve that version of fitness, uh, you're likely to live longer and a better quality of life. So all that is pretty fascinating stuff. I was just, I'll, I'll add real quick, I just moved to Colorado here. Mm-hmm. And it's been tough getting used to the oxygen. <laughs> so, yeah, I so I, I mean, yeah. I've been I've been jumping into it and trying to stay consistent, um, and doing more like kind of longer cardio work just to see if I can catch my breath. And uh, that might be something I need to to jump on.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, to your point about the longevity. So when I was researching all the ingredients, um, the big one, like our C- secret ingredient, is called Arjuna. It's a tree bark, and they have tons of studies on like heart failure, angina. Um, all these different heart, um, muscle strengthening, uh, like all these different trials showing positive outcomes just by taking this product, mm-hmm. with natural ingredients. So that was a key player. And then I saw a ton of VO2 data on it mixed with ashwagandha, which we mm-hmm. have there. So it just made sense, like find the best ingredients, put them mm-hmm. all together and, you know, test it out. And end up working So
0: at, at this point you have a proprietary blend, yeah. right? Is that what yeah. we would call it? Yeah. And, uh. Have you have you played around with it at all or you just kind of found the, the one you like it no, but I've,
1: so- I've been through like 8 or 9 <laughs> different Okay. We actually so we're almost done with the current inventory we have and we have guarana and yohimbe in it which is small amounts and we've been testing without those and we actually uh, have to place our order this week for another 600 bottles. Wow. And we're taking those two out so we just have five ingredients and it's you know more more of the the good stuff.
0: So, and so I just flow is the product under the brand. The company is yeah. Cirrus, and flow is the product. I just want to yep. be clear on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what else was I going to ask you about all that? Um, Oh, beta, like beta alanine. Is that something oh. It doesn't go in there? Cause again, oh, I uh, just, called.
1: so we yeah. have this Arjuna beetroot, ashwagandha, rhodiola and cayenne pepper.
0: Okay. Is the cayenne so, then cause cayenne needs black pepper to absorb is that, or is it kind of no, works out?
1: I think you're thinking of, um, oh turmeric,
0: turmeric. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's right. Yeah. Um, so
1: like cayenne is a warm, a good warming agent. It uh, helps with body temp and it also helps with like pain reduction mm-hmm. um, and a little bit of circulation. So that's why I added that. So it's kind of like you taste it a little bit when you uh, take it sublingual, but it's not anything that's, you know, catch you on fire type thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, that's using a lot of Indian cooking. Uh, like the the country of India where Adam spent a good amount of time. Uh, Adam was on a few episodes ago for anyone who wants to go back, check out that episode. Um, he talked about his ADHD. I wonder if that would have some implications also based on what you're talking about as we, you know, stuff like creatine has been shown to start having some benefits on mental health and ashwagandha from what I understand is a nootropic, Uh, right? Yeah. Um,
1: it's, that's a a big one right now. It's, I think 2020, it was the number one natural product sold, uh, Hmm. here.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So I wonder with someone like Adam, who, who's uh, got the ADHD going on, if that would have some impacts on on his focus, his mental clarity um, along, I mean, he's making a lot of changes. So it's hard to, you know, determine one thing like that. I asked about the beta alanine, because you mentioned kind of that pre-workout uh, mm-hmm. kind of flow, getting the body ready. That's commonly used in a lot of pre-workouts because you, you tend to get those little tingly feelings and it just makes it feel like it's doing something even if it's not really doing much although beta alanine has been shown from my understanding to at least you know if you can get like you were talking about that rpe if you can get six reps on a set maybe if you're taking it consistently over a period of time maybe you get the seven or eight reps at that same weight so theoretically beta alanine that's an interesting one that um i've been taking on and off for a while uh, because i know it's pretty well researched but yeah very interesting stuff on on the flow i like uh here and everything that goes on behind that and we also had on uh uh rowan minion from blonix you know him at all yeah
1: i actually saw that uh saw that episode i was listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah so that was a fun one and just geeking out on uh they use they, they have very different uh offerings than you guys so it's always kind of cool to see but they have the the egg white protein um yep. and and then uh they use the hmb that's what's that
1: that's one of my favorite proteins the egg white i had another yeah. What they did as well. So I, I like that a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, some very cool stuff there. Um, yeah. Let's now, jump. Oh, go ahead. I'll
1: plug in this real quick what you were saying about Adam and ADHD or ADD and ADHD. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually working on a nootropic blend and a sleep blend, that same all natural, like herbs and tree barks type thing, mm-hmm. and prov- proven by science, uh, you know, different trials and stuff like that. So, those awesome. will be coming out hopefully in, in the fall, you know, we're just trying to get yeah. flow up and up and going on you know, do it the right way.
0: Awesome. So, yeah. Very excited to see what comes out of that yeah. sleep sleep to me is always the biggest, uh, uh, you know, as much as all this other stuff is, is fantastic. I think if we can, if we can find a pill to improve people's sleep, um, yeah. you know, there, there's the little things and the hygiene and, and all sleep hygiene and things like that. But yeah, sleep is definitely one of the ones, uh, anytime I work with a client, yeah. I'm, I'm, Talking about their sleep first and foremost if you're not willing to do little things to improve your sleep Then we don't need to be taking all this other stuff because it's exactly. just you're, you're trying to put band-aids on big <laughs> big gaps and yeah,
1: yeah. You Gotta have the foundation built. Otherwise, mm-hmm. everything falls apart. And that's kind of Yeah, like brick yeah Brick by brick like I want to make sure I have everything in order and lined up right, you know
0: Perfect perfect speaking of one of the other things I focus on and you mentioned you wanted to talk about here is mental health so yeah. um. Go, let, let's jump into that as that's become, uh, with, with the lockdowns, COVID, everything, people uh, definitely struggling, I think, more than ever on a public scale anyway, maybe, you know, going back to like the Great Depression or, yeah. or things like that. But other than that, I think people are definitely struggling with it. And we have all these uh, resources out there. I think it's there's a disconnect of people who are struggling, people who are reaching out to try to help people who are struggling. And, and uh, you know, I'd love to hear, hear your take on, on that whole concept. Yeah. So
1: like, For me mental health is like priority because of it's more because of my childhood and the way I was raised so I'm I'm mixed black and white and in the black community and I talk about this all the time with a lot of people is we're not taught to show emotion and you know speak up like it's kind of like sit down and shut up just be there kind of thing or shut up and
0: play basketball yeah
1: yeah that's so that's what you're you're supposed to be your entire life and just showing no emotion so all the issues that you you think about as you get older and older like you just absorb it all this stuff and have no outlet and then it just becomes destructive in relationships work and all this other stuff it just piles on to other places and you know i have my share of you know things i've screwed up because i haven't dealt with a lot of my issues and uh it, it stems from so i don't know if you know my story but when i was five years old i was molested uh by or uh, girls next door, they used to babysit us and stuff like that. It was two sisters, two separate times. And, um, also when I was 13, I tried to commit suicide because Mm. no outlet, like I had so Mm -hmm. much pressure on myself and being a kid, you don't know how to, you know, you don't know, you don't have anybody to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. My parents both, they got divorced and all that. So they worked all the time and I barely, you know, saw them because they were out, you know, trying to you know make money and take care of Mm -hmm. us type thing. Mm -hmm so just no outlet and like i said i grew up like that just hard and callous and you know even now my my fiance, like we we talk about it all the time and just i'm so like no emotion tonal vision like <laughs> yeah
0: that.
1: which is a good thing when you're looking at certain things like sports and you know business stuff like that but
0: or lifting the heaviest possible weights every day yeah, <laughs> you
1: gotta, you gotta shut it all off you know yeah but with relationships and all that like mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like those issues hold you back from becoming who you're supposed to be.
0: Yeah. So,
1: and then, you know, with COVID, now people are forced to be around each other more like, you know, husband wife, that type of mm-hmm. thing. And I saw something saying divorce rates were going up because mm-hmm. now have to deal with people more um, suicide rates were going up because people don't have an outlet. They're so used to their systems and, yeah. and being able to do this that, and the other. And they just like basically panic and freak out because they don't know how to deal with it. Right. Oh, so I, I feel like you know that's something. And and another thing with kids, you know, the thing about the the traumas that they're dealing with, you know, wearing the mask and all these other uh, issues that they have to deal with now because yeah. of you know all these different protocols and whatnot. But you know, I, I just feel like that needs to be a big priority in our community as a whole to make sure people are okay okay after this and not mm-hmm. like holding on to different things. Just you know, it happened but how can we move forward without bringing any baggage?
0: Yeah. Yeah, actually, um, a, a guy I played a little bit of like, uh, it was weekend warrior pickup league back in New York City, uh, former NFL player though, NF, uh, Wade Davis, uh, he he had a talk he was promoting. And I think he put out a book called The Mask of Masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, I heard about that. it. Yeah, so it, it got some traction. I think also, um, I don't remember if, Oh shoot. Uh, who's a uh, school of greatness, Lewis Howes. I uh, think. Yeah. I think,
1: that's what I'm thinking
0: of. Yeah. So I think yeah. he has either the same exact name or something like that, but, uh, Wade Davis, I mean, similar concepts, I guess. So, um, one thing, I'll, two things I'll, I'll shout out real quick is one, uh, you know, I want to definitely acknowledge your story, but, uh, um, men's groups are a thing that most people don't know about. So there yeah. are men's groups. Um, you know, I know that, uh, some, some folks I've talked to about some of this stuff is Dan Doty. Um, he, he started and, uh, you know, they, they had men's groups all around the country. So like New York city had one, you know, Chicago had one Orlando area, I'm sure had one. Um, so these men's groups that I'm sure now are more online and more of a big, uh, kind of community where guys can talk about what goes on with them. And again, I, you know, I think we have, we, with the me too movement and everything too, it's, uh, we have to all be careful with, you know, uh, saying like, "Oh yeah, we're we're suffering too." Like, you know, it's tough oh, yeah. to be, <laughs> it's tough to be a man. Like, you know, with everything that women are fighting for. So there's all these, you know, defin- definitely fine lines and things that you got to be careful with these days. Which I don't. I'm not saying that to dismiss any of it, but but I, I do want to acknowledge again that. Um, go ahead.
1: No, I was saying I got you. I, I, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. So I
0: mean, I, but I do want to shout out again that the, there's there's this concept called men's groups that. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, attended it yourself, or no, outside, of, outside of like mental health professionals and therapists, which was my other point. My wife is a sex and relationship therapist. If anyone ever wants to reach out to her in terms of checking in on their relationship, yeah. uh, you know, even, even if you're not in conflict right now in your relationship, but you want to maybe build a better foundation like we were talking about on the physical side, and that's something her and I very much, um, you know, bonded over. it just, it just strengthening that connection uh, and and starting to deal with conflict management because any relationship, almost any relationship, should have some kind of conflicts going on, and is how yep. well do you deal with that? Do you let those things pile up, and you know, five years, ten years down the line, or when you're stuck in a COVID type situation, mm-hmm. um, and you're like, yep, th- you know, this this hasn't been good for a while, and now it's time, you know, it's that pressure cooker, so to speak. But yep. yeah, at the end of the day, it's it's you know, putting in the work. Um, you know, I, I again, just like anything else, I believe everyone should go through like a physical kind of, uh, movement literacy. That's what I preach on my side. Yep. And on, on, on the mental health side, I think that especially with relationships, if you're going down the path of, you know, getting married, obviously some, some religious organizations have you talk to the priest or the, the rabbi or what have you, um, just to be like, okay, you guys seem like you're legit. I'll, you know, bless this union, but it's not a very thorough process yeah, it's not versus anything. yeah. Versus going through like, uh, yeah. Like what happens when, you know, you don't put the toilet seat down or, you know, <laughs> you, you you lose $5,000 in Vegas or whatever, you know, what's going to happen uh, when that happens or, or when something sad and tragic happens, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how do you deal with that? So the, the, those communication things and going through it in a safe environment, just like training, right? We train CrossFit or whatever, whatever the functional fitness is so that, yeah, if you, if you have to run out and, you know, again, that's the be prepared for the unknown and unknowable, the same thing with mental health. Right. So it's it's you know, we're prepared to run out and save somebody from a burning building, you know, as best we can, because we have the physical capacity to do so and mm-hmm. throw a 300 pound person over their sh- your shoulder. And you probably can do it better than I can. But uh, and walk them down the stairs and get them down there. But, um, you know, I would use better technique, I'd like to think. But um, <laughs> <laughs> right. um, but on the mental health side, uh, you know, it's, it's being able to, yeah, uh, build those skills that, yeah. again, we either were never taught. Um, or again, you know, you talk about your childhood of your parents, not necessarily being there, maybe not going through, uh, having that outlet, providing that kind of education. So it's stuff that, you know, should be taught in schools. In my opinion, should be taught, you know, and, and some of those resources are out there, but it is still taboo, especially for men. Um, and tomorrow for anyone listening now, uh, I'm actually going to have a, uh, she's a pelvic health specialist. And she ends up working just as much with men on their pelvic health issues, which again, it's not normal. To, you know, we talk about women peeing during j- double unders, but uh, men, especially as we get older and prostate issues and things like that develop. Um, you're not there yet, master's athletes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: but yeah, I mean, as things
0: happen, you know, it's, it, it, it's very common um, for it to happen. And so not normal. For anyone listening, there's a big difference between common and normal. I always like to preach, but uh, it, it, it's something else. Again, I, I'm, I'm, we're drifting on some different thoughts, but I did want to promote. No,
1: yeah, okay, I, I get you. Right I did
0: want to promote that. So, yeah, mental health stuff. I do want to um, circle back and say, you know, yeah, again, it's, uh, it's, and it's important to go through, I think, that process, and it sounds like you at least have been on that journey, and that's another concept my wife and I talk about um, is, is this kind of journey, and it's our symbol. We use Energia. Uh, which is kind of the, uh, and uh, the the Unilome, which is the Buddhist symbol for kind of the journey to enlightenment. So it's all kind of crazy. And then it goes to like a sharp point, but, gotcha. you know, that journey to enlightenment isn't, isn't a straight line necessarily. Right. Um, and, and enlightenment isn't everyone's goal, but at the end of the day, it's, it's that, you know, journey to better, just like fitness, you know, you're never going to be the fittest man on earth unless you're Matt Fraser, although, you know, <laughs> and, and, and whoever wins this year. Um, but, you know, you're always, even he's always trying to work to get better. So he stays on top. Um, even now that he's retired, I'm sure he's going to just, it's a different journey now for him, right. Um, to be the best father, be the best businessman, whatever he can be. So, uh, bottom line is with, with relationships again, that's where we, we preach a lot about, um, it's all a journey. So wherever you are, if you're at the lowest point right now, again, you know, it's, it's not too far to start again, talking to somebody, reach out to one of these men's groups, reach out to a mental health professional like my wife, or, or again, if you need referrals, we, I'm sure we can get you help with with someone but there's stuff out there for sure so yeah
1: i definitely want to get in contact with her just because like i'm always trying to get better for for my 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 fiance and and saying with her she actually has a therapist now she sees i think twice a month
0: is Um, she okay with you sharing that is that
1: yeah yeah she's uh she she's like almost like the opposite end of the spectrum like she's super emotional and and like i said i'm like the opposite like i'm callous You know, <laughs> almost like that military style mindset. If you yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it, it sounds like, a lot like our relationship too, in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, so
1: uh, you know, we're trying to find a way where we can, you know, come together, still have right. our our individuality exactly, and then yeah, still come together and not hold each other right uh, faults and stuff like that. But then mm-hmm. I definitely want to get in touch with her. Um, the other yeah. thing I'll say on mental health is, like like i i, I kind of went to it a little bit but like the things you go through don't they aren't you right like i made a post about this like people identify with what happened to them mm-hmm. instead of saying like that was an experience i'm not that person that was just right. an experience how i can keep moving forward and mm-hmm. it took me a while like with those experience that I, I told you about and same like when i transitioned from being a football player to a crossfit athlete like before i found crossfit i didn't know what i was i was just a football mm-hmm. player and same thing crossfit athlete for six years seven years now what am i so i struggle with that whole you know identity yeah it it, it just mess with you but you know once mm-hmm. you understand those are just experiences and you can keep moving forward you create the person you want to be and you know mm-hmm. just go through the, those things in and out throughout your life
0: yeah for sure mindset's such a big part of of all that i mean even, even again, for me, like I'm, I'm 37. I'm like, you know, I, I, uh, I had a gym in Dubai, uh, and I was like, uh, I was able to compete on a regional team and I was like, uh, uh you know, I'm fine with that. Um, you know, and so <laughs> after that, I'm like, I'm, I'm doing this and people ask me why I'm doing some of this fitness stuff. I'm like, I'm doing it cause it feels good. And I want to be, you know, I understand the definition of it and and the the stimulus and what it provides. And again, at 37. I want to be able to do this when I'm 97. Exactly. Um, you know, like I'm doing this with the intention around joint health, around building my capacity. Um, and, and, you know, understanding that sickness wellness curve and and yeah. performance and all that. So again, I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole, but <laughs> yeah. uh, cause I could talk about that for a few hours, but I mean, what I was going to say on that too, in, in terms of identity is, um, yeah, I think a lot of people let those things define them, like you're saying, and, and it is, continuing to change and be flexible with, you know, yeah, I, I was a football player, but now I'm gonna be a CrossFit athlete. And when I'm done, you know, physically, what else am I doing? I'm, I'm you know, a, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm, you know, all these different things. Exactly. Um, and, and the other part of all that is um, similarly, people in my physical therapy space, when people are coming to me and they're like, I have a bad knee, again, changing that language alone to say, yeah, I have some damage in my knee and sometimes my knee hurts, but like, I don't have a bad knee. Just like I am not somebody who was abused or molested or anything like that. Like it's, that's, that's a part of who I was or am. And I was able to take that and maybe put it over here and, you know, move on from it and, or get stronger from it. And, you know, we can't change what happened. We can't change that. The knee has some pain right now, but we can say, yeah, again, can we heal from those wounds, whether they're emotional or physical, Um, but but it is all a journey.
1: Yeah. Create the plans, follow through and just keep moving.
0: Yeah, man. I love it. Um, and so the other part of that, I guess, is giving back is that that's one of the themes you kind of mentioned. I'm sure that, that there's some tie-ins there again. Cause, yeah, um, time, you know, mm-hmm. so, um,
1: so when I started serious and this is something I've always wanted to do because of my childhood and just seeing like this, like I'm not alone. There's so many people that have dealt with these types of things and like I need to be the change that I want these kids to have, like. These kids to have, so they don't have to go through things like that. So, like when I started Sears, for month one, we donated to Operation Underground Railroad, which is I don't know if you're familiar. It's Tim Ballard, and um, he he helps with child sex trafficking, uh, rescuing the kids that are in those you know sex trafficking rings and stuff like that. So that was big for me. So like, that's, this is my way to get back. And it's just like Sears performance is just that, that kind of platform to excel that. So the bigger it grows, the more I'm able to donate. Cause you know, it takes money to make change. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's just how our world is. So, yeah, (laughs) you know, my, my personal goal for Sears when we hit 10,000 bottles, we're able to donate 10 to 12,000 a month.
0: Mm.
1: And for me, that's huge because like, like this month, our, it's a uh, girls that run It's an organization with girls that deal with uh, like depression and different, you know, uh, issues like that. Um, last month, we did uh, Elijah Muhammad's operation, I mean, um, Project Onyx. Uh, he's helping with kids in his area, just, you know, building them up as being productive citizens. And, you know, from our type of community, black community, so he's, he's doing his part there. Um who else? we had a uh, foster fit where foster kids, they uh just i'm pretty sure his name is justin he basically told me his story he came up through the foster system and and uh it's it's rough these kids once they hit 18 they basically get kicked out and they're on their own and this you know by me donating like it gives them some kind of structure in the crossfit world where you know they donate towards the memberships and stuff like that but, but like i said i want to be the light in these kids lives and like that's that's big for me like impact is big for me and doing it on a generational level. So, like, if I'm able to teach, you know, some of the old football players, you know, about investment and stuff like that mm-hmm. like kids at a young age. Like, I got this one kid, he's 16, uh, over in Tampa area, and he randomly just texts me on Instagram just because he likes watching me live. But I'll tell <laughs> him some, like, real-life things that, like, you know, tr- make sure you're focused on this when you get out of school. Like, just, like, like life situations that have come up, like how to handle them. Like, like I said just being the person I needed I want to be that for them
0: yeah yeah absolutely and I think that's that's you know some of the best stories and some of the best uh resources come from that uh, you know necessity that's is powerful. the mother of all invention is is the thought that comes to mind you know yep uh, yeah and the struggle again having gone through it being able to speak to it where again sometimes you get uh, kind of the, these ivory towers so to speak somebody being like oh let me you know academically I, I can say, what depression's like, but having actually gone through that or suicide or anything like that, suicidal thoughts, can't go through suicide and still be here to talk about it. But, um, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, and again to, you know, you mentioned financial literacy, you know, I love talking about kind of movement literacy and then obviously emotional literacy is one of those things that is just totally easy to lose in the grand scheme of things. And it's difficult (laughs) to cheat to teach. I don't expect public schools to start building out curriculum around emotional literacy. I mean, there there has been.
1: If you think about it i don't mean to cut you off if you think about nope. it it's the system as a whole is not set up like that so the physical the emotional the financial like there's classes of people for a reason and if you start teaching people these things they become better people and mm-hmm. pushing kind of pushing the envelope on like what's possible
0: yeah yeah i mean this could take so, down uh, this could take us down a quick uh republican versus democrat conversation <laughs> but we're gonna yeah, avoid I that. Know. I mean, that might get more ratings. I don't know. I'm I'm okay without, uh, you know, going for the clickbait or so to That's speak. Funny. But, um, but I will say, you know, to that point, yeah, it's it's definitely stuff like compounding interest. Like if I, if I really understood that, you know, 15 years ago, oh, God, um, you know, and and, <laughs> and for anyone not familiar, like take a thousand dollars. If you have that, an extra hundred dollars. And uh, you know, put it into a twenty-two year old's uh, Roth IRA, which they can open. I think you can open it at the age of eighteen. Mm-hmm. And you know, that hundred dollars uh, multiplied by eight percent over forty years, yep. you know, it, it, it's a lot. It's a, it's a huge head start on doing it when you're thirty-seven and starting to put money in. Um, exactly. It's just you have that extra seventeen years of compounding interest. If, again, if you're not familiar with that concept, look it up. Um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, that's, yeah. That's,
1: it forced me a uh, little side thing it forced me when we went into lockdown I told myself if I didn't sit down and learn because they don't teach us about money where I come from mm-hmm. and I was like if I don't sit myself down and I have which way all those books the <laughs> real estate business yeah. uh, mindset books like mm-hmm. about- I don't come out with some kind of new skill that's going to benefit myself and my family, yep, there you go. Well,
0: I'm gonna, am I'm gonna say these are all sex books because of my wife. <laughs> and then right now, that's my collection. I got, I got a few more around. We just, we just unpacked, so, right. but we got the two sections. Yeah.
1: yeah right. <laughs> so yeah, I got that, and then I have almost a hundred Audible books on mm-hmm. my uh, Audible account because I drive for a living. But yeah. But like, I force myself to dig in and learn about that stuff because it's not taught. But yeah, little mm-hmm. side thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, um and again, and it kind of connects us to your third point. Or you know, I try to go on the theme of three percent better. So we talked about mental health, giving back, and then maximizing potential. Um, so I don't know if you want to dive down that hole again. I think that at the end, to yeah, me, that's what back to that because I think it's putting it all together.
1: Yeah, it's that's basically like the trifecta of what I embody right now, like the person who I am today because I've I've healed myself from so many different situations um and like i said during covid hit like this is the time because i was still working from home which it made it a lot easier because i'm normally going to doctor's offices and stuff like that but i was like i have eight ten hours a day just sitting at home where i can sit and learn and force myself to be better and because i have a daughter now she's a year and a half i don't want it so quick backstory just to make it make more sense before this pharma job, I was working three jobs. I lost everything again after I lost my gym. I was working seven days a week, getting three to four hours of sleep, living on bang energy drink, drinks, eating can, cold canned chili right out of the can. And that's like, we were struggling bad. And from that point on my mindset shifted where, like I was just fortunate to have those jobs and be able to provide the little bit I could, but I told myself I would never let my daughter see this lifestyle ever again. <laughs> And it's because of, you know, mistakes I made in the past because of lack of knowledge. So, like I said, when COVID hit, like it was nothing but reading, like most of these real estate books are three, four, 500 pages. I sat down and read every one of them Mm -hmm. because I need to understand this. So when I'm in a position to, you know, start making some things happen, I can set her up. And then, uh, you know, all the other stuff was serious and giving back and all of that. So the better I am, like... My my mantra on social media, like people need me to be at one hundred percent, because then I can provide the opportunities, whether it's financial, mindset, uh, physical, nutrition, whatever it is, I'll be able to give them what they need to take that step to becoming mm-hmm. their best best self. So that's kind of like like I need I'm forcing myself yeah. to be Still. better every single day
0: it's the airplane analogy you got to put the oxygen on your mat you know on your face first before yeah, you yeah. start helping other people for sure yeah, yeah. i was
1: always the other way cuz people when i made the cross the games that's when things really start taking off it's like opportunity after opportunity and i just said yes to everything now i mm-hmm. say no because i understand what that gets you if you keep saying yes and mm-hmm. have too much on your plate
0: well it's got to be a hell yes or a no uh, all right that's <laughs> not that's that's one that i think a lot of folks need to learn uh, who are who are in a, in a pr- relatively privileged position of having opportunities, but it yeah. d- definitely is a next level skill of being able to say, um, yeah, which opportunities are going to be the best to serve me to serve the folks I believe in to serve my mission. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, again, I just moved out here to Boulder. And you know, I have what I'd call a pretty good skill set around helping people also maximize their potential in a lot of ways, especially when it comes to physical health and, and yep. uh, lifestyle choices and things like that. So Um, you know, meeting with some of these gym owners right now, I've literally only been here two and a half weeks and, you know, having some conversations around, yeah, like what's your mission, do our mission, do our missions and values align and, you know, which is the best opportunities and what's going to be the best use of my time. Um, because again, I have my online business as well. And so I'm, I'm, I'm in that, you know, journey again of, of, uh, you know, where, where can we best fit in and, and what's, what are those, you know, it's, it's, you know, going into business with anyone. Um, be having any kind of referral relationship of somebody being like, yeah, normally I work, you know, podiatrist who works with feet being like, go see both to work on your nutrition, your mindset, your stress, your sleep. Like that's going to help your feet. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and, you and know, the good
1: part about that, like, I make sure people know, like I'm open on book. Like if it doesn't work out now, that does not mean it's a no forever. Mm-hmm. Like I make sure like we're just not aligned right now and I'm okay having that conversation. They understand like, I want to help, but I can't like, right. If we get in a spot where we, things change, you know, then we move forward because I do want to help everybody. But it just has to be the right sequence and the right timing on everything. Otherwise, then you just fall apart. Like the foundation's not solid. Mhm, mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, somebody actually on the Facebook comments put, asked me if I want to be featured on uh, Colorado Health Matters on Fox 31 Sunday mornings at 5 a.m. <laughs> cost, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people doing that. And, the, and he said the cost is $1,900. That's a pretty quick no for me. Uh, prob- probably forever. But you know, I'm not going to revisit that. I, I don't think he's watching anymore. I, but uh yeah, I was like, I don't I don't think that 5am on a Sunday on some, I don't, I don't even know how many people watch like real TV anymore. Um, I'm on Netflix
1: <laughs> app, Amazon, HBO Max. Like, I don't even have. We don't have streaming, friends. streaming,
0: streaming, streaming. Yep.
1: That's it. That's where the best shows are. But yes, sir. Yeah, so, so that's that's the impact I want to have. Like, you know, just I I need to make sure I'm maximizing my potential mm-hmm. because the person I see t- at forty is pulling so many people up the ladder because of who I like, the work I put in, the foundation I built and you know, the moves I made to put me in that spot because like I said, going back to my childhood, all the things I experienced, people shouldn't have to experience that. So if I can pull Mm -hmm. 100 people up, 1,000 people or whatever that number is, you think about that generational impact. So the people under them are just gonna get raised up another level. So like Mm -hmm. I'm way past where my parents were and still are. Mm -hmm. And you know, like I said, when my daughter hits my age now, when she's 32, she's going to be light years ahead of me because I'm going to start teaching her a lot of this stuff. Uh, at an
0: Yeah, early age. So, well, that's that's uh, evolution. That's, you know, yeah, okay. uh, that's kind of, yeah, again, the, the generational wealth, if you will, or wisdom, at least being passed down. Um, and the other part I'll say about that is, yeah, there's this purpose. You know, you wake up in the morning, a lot of people just like I'm going to my job. I'm going to my nine to five. They don't, you know, because I want to make some money. I need yeah. money to live, but yeah, to have an actual purpose to say it's for my daughter, it's for, so that she has a better life or because, you know, I don't want these kids to have to struggle with the same struggles I went through and being able to provide those tools and it's having the ability to teach them, uh, how to, you know, deal with that. That's phenomenal that we can, we we're in these positions where we can, uh, realize that like kind of solidify that, you know, uh, yep. and, and, and make it happen. So that's amazing, man. Okay. I'm really yeah, really happy to hear
1: I tell people every, all the time, like wake up on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like you have to wake up on purpose, it's not just something you just wake up, go to work and blah, blah, blah. And then the days in you live for a weekend. Like the days are limited. Like I watch yeah. all these top entrepreneurs and they talk about that. Like they would trade any amount of money to go back 20, 30, 40 years. Right. Because they know time's running out. Mm-hmm. So like you need to make sure a little bit of time you know, I'm 32, I might last to 60, 70, 50, whatever it is, like, every day, I need to make sure like, I'm maximizing myself. So when I am gone, you know, my legacy lives on.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely.
1: I, I through my family, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you you know, I've, I've seen some different um, takes on this. But, you know, people talk to folks who are in hospice care, and they talk yeah. to folks on their deathbeds. And, you know, very few people. And it takes, unfortunately, some of us, you know, having uh, lost somebody in COVID, or, or, you know, that reminder of somebody close to you passing away, to be like, oh yeah, like life is short. Um, so, I mean, that's a very important thing. I don't know if you can actually see. I have to do the right angle here. There's uh we have. I'll, I'll move the camera actually. So, this is actually a friend that we lost during COVID. We uh, we put a little oh, thing on there for her, and we that. have it. In the beginning, it was kind of flashing on my face. <laughs> I think the light's different now, but. Uh, but yeah, it's always that reminder, um, whether we, you know, hopefully we don't need to constantly, if you're at a funeral or, or get that news that, you know, so-and-so, yeah, we just had a, a high school football guy, buddy of mine who was, he was two years older than us and we, uh, people just lost track of him and, and, uh, nobody even knew he committed suicide for two years. Wow. Um, and it took one of my, uh, one of my years guys, uh, Googling him and found the story, um, and, and the only reason it was even as big of a story as it was, I don't even know if it would have been, made the headlines was because he had a relative, I was like a stepbrother who was a pretty famous DJ in London. And like, he tried to kind of capitalize on it. And, uh, my, the, the teammates mother basically like, you know, pushed back on him and it became a story. Gotcha. So, and that's the only reason because my buddy happened to think of him and Google him that day, like, Hey, whatever happened to stray on. And unfortunately found out that, yeah, two years ago. Where we all kind of lost track of him um did did kill himself and he, a lot of folks knew he was struggling but yeah like we were talking about in the beginning uh it's difficult to know where you know we can make those connections and, and reach out to somebody who might need help because um, yeah. uh and what we ended up doing because of that was uh we got you know everyone in in that kind of circle connected again and um you know we basically uh have a monthly brooklyn tech football uh, where, where i went to high school brooklyn tech football you know zoom meeting now and we're all just kind of shooting the shit for for a little while and whoever wants to come on and talk you just have a little bit of that connection and and that yeah. you know most folks are you know have kids they're you know that uh we're, we're mostly in between like 36 and 41 or whatever and so mm-hmm. uh you know being one of the only guys on there without kids feels and still have all my hair uh <laughs> feels pretty good um but you know uh i do the same thing
1: like i have groups of like i created a financial literacy group for a lot of players in college because most of them don't understand this stuff um once a week Uh, i don't know if you know jesse isler Mm -hmm. he's he's one of my favorite guys he he talks about the the miracle minute i think it's called and basically every every day he texts three people just to check in like just to Mm -hmm. make sure you know hey how you doing that's it in and out kind of thing yeah and I try to do that every week, like just because I know everybody's going through their grind and hustle mm-hmm. and trying to get more and better and all that. Like I wanna make sure, like if something happens to me, they know like Jeff always checked in. Like yeah, you know, made sure I was good. If I need anything, I was there, you know.
0: That that's gonna be the challenge and takeaway from this episode. Whoever's listening, uh if you've hey made it this far, appreciate. It. Um but <laughs> I, I would definitely challenge anyone listening to at least once a week, go through your phone book and, and pick three people that maybe you haven't messaged in a while. It's so easy to do. Uh, it's yeah. so easy to forget about. And and again, we all deal with our own stuff. So if you're in a position where you feel comfortable having some of those conversations, um, it's something I do pretty often too. Like I use the, the really easy feature of uh, Facebook birthdays. And again, there's people I probably haven't talked to in, in, I might have never talked to, I might be friends with them on Facebook for whatever reason through the CrossFit world or, or physical therapy world or whatever. And, mm-hmm. uh, I'll just check in and be like, Hey, happy birthday. Have any fun plans? What's going on? And like, yeah, it takes a few minutes out of my day, but, um, you know, some of those conversations have led to really cool, um, reconnections. And, oh. you know, sometimes people are like thumbs up and I'm like, okay, like, yeah, you know, you don't want to, yeah, <laughs> but, but, but all we can do is, is, is extend that olive branch and, and, yep um, you know, try, try to reach out. And again, not everyone's ready to receive that help, but again, someone like our friend who did, um, you know, kill himself two years ago, unfortunately, like, I don't know if if it would have made a difference if we had reached out to him. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of those stories, especially now with COVID. I know, uh, you know, this is, I hope this isn't, uh, what what are the, the virtue signaling or whatever of, uh, but, yeah, when, when all the Black Lives Matter stuff was going on last year during during all the lockdowns, I mean, I reached out to, like, every black person I know. And, and there's a lot of black people I know because I grew up in Brooklyn. And I was the only, like, uh, football player. On my football team, I was, like, the only white guy. So pretty much. So I was, like, I, I had a lot of people to check in on. But I'm, like, yeah, it was. It was and, you know, and, and it was that same thing of, like, I'm not. I wasn't trying to uh, be, like, what can I do as a white person to help you? Because that, again, I think becomes more. I Understand yeah and you know everyone's talking about becoming an anti-racist and all. oh there's there's the reflection by the way oh, if yeah. anyone's watching <laughs> um but yeah i mean it, it really is just you know we we have this awesome uh technology that you know uh, people started getting scared of it too with lockdown uh with the social network and yeah. they're all spying on us and again however you <laughs> as an individual was insane
1: all these conspiracy theories whether it's true yeah. or not right that, that consumed millions of people. Instead mm-hmm. of like I was saying, like I took the time and said, look, like I'm forcing myself to come out with a better skill and right. translate it. You know, we can mm-hmm. talk more about the investment stuff, but that translate, like literally i double doubled my money since uh, September. So
0: congrats, man. Congrats. Is it all in Dogecoin or Bitcoin oh, or <laughs> GameStop or no, Ethereum? I'm, I've been like, I keep seeing it, man. It's getting thrown all over. I don't, I'm still avoiding it myself. I don't feel like I know enough about it and I would want to be more confident um, before diving into some of that. So if anyone out there listening wants to tell us more about it, like, because, <laughs> or whatever, I'm, I would just listen to another podcast about uh, Bitcoin again yesterday. But um, but yeah, no, and again, like uh, uh, that's another thing we can choose. You know, uh, I just heard this again. Like these are, I listen to a lot of stuff too and take in a lot. And I actually don't even know what podcast I was listening to, but you yeah, know, life is 20%. What happens to you and 80 percent, how you deal with it kind of thing so you know again a lot of people and i fell down a little bit of that rabbit hole of arguing about politics um (laughs) arguing about stuff last year and and you know it's a waste of time to be honest like it is you know and we i needed to relearn that lesson and my wife was not from the states um was like what what is it like why are you into like why are you spending so much time and energy like you know talking to people and 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 dealing with the stuff and like there's a lot of crazy stuff going on and it became you know silence is is the same as violence or whatever and but it's like yeah, you got to right. find that balance and say like you kind of said uh you know if i can make myself better in the long in the grand scheme of things like okay. you know getting into those arguments doesn't really solve anything so it's it's you know if i can continue to work on my skills and read a book and and learn more and you know what can i do to to better serve this world and and better help other people so um, yeah. You know, having that purpose really does make make all the difference at the end of it. If if nothing else, let's take that away from today's chat. So right. um, <laughs> let's finish up there, Jeff. Tell uh, the real Jeff Evans on Instagram. Yep. Uh, anywhere else people can find you?
1: Yeah, Facebook is just Jeff Evans. Uh, I'll add you as a friend. I don't know if I'm maxed out yet. I don't have an athlete page. I, some reason I never created one or I think I did and I just never got on it. Um, but yeah, really, it's just Instagram to see all my videos. I hit everybody that DMs me, I'll respond right back. Like I've never been that type of athlete, no matter what level. Like I'm a human being. Like I I just, I'm just blessed to work out really good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if you need anything, hit me up. If I can help, I'll help. If not, you know, like I said earlier, it's just not right not the right time. And you know, when we get to it, we get to it.
0: Yeah. And uh stay on. We're gonna end the broadcast, but I'll connect you with my wife right when we're we're done here. So cool, cool, everyone cool. else uh listening, watching, uh Make sure you like share subscribe rated and all the other stuff on youtube facebook audio audible all that stuff so appreciate you supporting it guys and uh thank you again jeff for your time we're signing off and end